0: Welcome back to the Let's Get Ready podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Spagnoli, and I'm so excited to introduce you to this Thursday's guest. You may have heard of a wedding planner, but have you heard of a wedding designer? Um, Please say hello to the fabulous wedding designer, Sincerely Ambrosia. Hi, thank you so much for having me
1: today. I have been following you for a very long time and I am always looking for your new trends and products that come out to recommend to my brides or just get like an extra little take on it from somebody that I know and that I trust and that is genuine. So I'm so excited to be here.
0: Oh my God. I'm so excited to have you and that means so much. And I love your content. I swear Ambrosia like actually made me want to get married after seeing the weddings that she plans and designs. So I love that, and I love your content, so definitely check out Sincerely Ambrosia on TikTok, but today we're getting ready with Ambrosia's favorite everyday routine because she always looks snatched and glowing, so I'm really excited. Let's get through the lineup of what you're using, and then we'll start. Beautiful. Okay,
1: so I will say that after today, I don't know if I'm ever going to use regular makeup again, and we'll get into that because I already know that you know Marissa, but... But I'm having, even sitting down today, I'm having like very contradictory <laughs> thoughts going in my head about what I think I'm going to do, but I'm going to keep it, um, I'm going to keep it classic. I'm going to stick to what I know. So for starters, let's see, what do I want to go in here with first? Um, Scott Barnes, a blush palette. This is something that I feel like I've used literally for years and years and years and years. It looks like it's, you know, just about the most beautiful colors you've ever seen in your life. So yes. that's the beauty, I think for every single person on this planet Makeup by Mario's lip pit. We absolutely love her. We have the Pat McGrath blush trio. This is our highlighter trio. This is another one that has been through hell and back. It is like, <laughs> but she's so good. So you have to, you have to. She's so good. You just have to keep with it. um The Master Mats by Makeup of Mario, another one that
0: is yeah. destroyed. <laughs> I'm Beautiful. surprised
1: mine isn't like that at this point, but she's a go to. <laughs> This thing, I think I just like I'm just like way too rough with my things. Yeah. Um, so love that. Probably the only eyeshadow that I believe in. Mm-hmm. And then for concealer today. So typically recently, I've been using the 24-hour Mac Studio Fix by Mac because my under eye back's been crazy. Um, but like over the past week, I've started to layer it with the NYX Bear With Me Serum Concealer and something concealer really like activates other full coverage concealers and just gives you this like crazy white under eye. So I'm excited to show you that. And then I have foundation. She's almost out the Estee Lauder Hydra Rescue. I feel like Everyone thinks that Estee Lauder is for like old people, I swear to God, because it was like what our moms used back in the day, but their products are like bar down next to none, some of the absolute best. Very excited. If you yeah. love It Cosmetics like CC Cream, that's a great one. Oh, Bikini yes. Martini by Fenty Beauty, which I know that you got to. Yeah. And then I also grabbed today, which um to, I don't wear this every day, but since we're doing like the full glam look, I did grab the bronzing powder by Mac. This stuff is like gorgeous yeah so really excited to use her I'm just gonna be like full beat in my house (laughs) yeah no
0: same I'm like someone I need to like go out after this after like this full glam because I'm I'm excited Um, I wish you
1: lived out here we could go out together I know I'm
0: like this is just this is unfair we're gonna be glammed and nowhere to go but I'm so excited that sounds like an incredible lineup and then we're doing lashes too right Yes. And I know that you went out and bought a pair. I
1: love you. I'm very excited. I didn't buy a new pair. I have some (laughs) of my old ones, but I'll still walk you through the tutorial.
0: Yes. Yep. Exactly. Okay, cool. I'm so excited. All right. So what's step one before we get started? (sighs) Always skincare. Um, I started
1: with vitamin C and what did I use today? Pons. They're like hydrating, um, cream all over the face. Yeah. I really like one for under makeup. So start with that. And then I think that for starters, I'll actually go in with the Anastasia Beverly Hills contour stick.
0: We'll start contouring first. Um, okay. I have milk, so let's start. And then while we do this, can you tell us a little bit like about yourself and your background and kind of how you got into the wedding industry? Okay, let's do it. Okay. okay. So, well, um,
1: I got into the wedding industry. I would say that it kind of fell into my lap by accident. I did not grow up thinking that I was going to be a wedding planner. It was never this like 27 dresses moment. My dog is grabbing a squeaky toy. Um, it was never this like 27 dresses moment for me. Um, to be honest, and I think people would find this interesting, I actually you know, growing up was never even really the the girl to like have this this big grand princess dream of me having my own wedding. I really didn't care. I think I was kind of like emo and moody in high school. and was like, I'm not going to get married, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then my fiance, um, who I just like credit so much of, you know, my success to, I always think it's so funny when, you know, women like get online and they're like, my husband didn't, you know, help me do anything because my husband has made me be like such a better version of myself and has pushed me to do things in my life that I would never have been able to do without him. And I genuinely mean that. I don't know where I would be, you know, without him. And um, when I moved out here, you know, I was uh, to California when I was pretty young. I've been with him since like 18. I really didn't know exactly like where I was going to end up when it came to my career. There was a lot of things that I wanted to do. Like I kind of thought I would end up and makeup. I could have sworn at one point that I would be doing editorial makeup for someone. Um and nothing was kind of sticking. And I think what it was was that I need to be like commanding a room or like leading a, a, a battlefield into war. Like that's just yeah. kind of do the most, you know? And like when I would be like sitting in my room doing like makeup all day or just trying to like capitalize on these things that I really love, but I never felt like they were going to like translate into a job for me. So, um, kind of just like left those with hobbies, but knew that, you know, whatever I was going to end up in was going to be something that was really creative and let me use that creative outlet. Um, and my fiance, his name is Jeff. We, or he years and years and years ago, he's a bit older than me, um, had started a wedding company with like a friend or a business partner or something and had reached out and was like, Hey, you know um, I think uh, uh, my girlfriend would be really good at this. I was really young at the time and didn't have any experience in like the actual wedding planning industry. Granted I had worked banquets and catering for receptions that would come into other restaurants before growing up. Um, we owned a seafood, um, industry, so, or business in the industry. So I was very well versed with, oh my God, I like literally moved on to another product You oh, tell what am I doing? No, I'm just contouring. I'm just still contouring. That's just, oh, me. you're still I'm contouring.
0: Still- okay. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> I uh, love you know, it. That's-
1: no, yeah. you're fine. I'll that, like in my normal makeup routine, but I'll like keep it step by step for you. Yeah. I'm still contouring. Okay, cool. Yes. Keep okay. going
0: though.
1: I'm so interested. Um, so so sorry, I just got so distracted. Yeah, that's what the um, glam will do. Yes, it does. So I had kind of, um, okay, so after that, after I had like had, you know, an idea that that's like, you know, something I thought I could be interested in, but really still wasn't sure, I had begun shadowing for that company, out in like Monterey, Big Sur, which is like one of the absolute just biggest wedding meccas, you know, of the United States, of the world, actually. Huge destination. Okay, now I'm done with contour. Next up.
0: Next up. Okay. What's next?
1: Okay, next I'm going to go in with my next Creamy Concealer. Okay. And I really like, if you don't have this one exactly, just like your thinnest concealer that you have, and if you end up just layering more and more concealer, that's totally fine. I feel like it all kind of works the same. Okay. But I put it on the back of my hand. And then I go in with a brush and when I put it down, I like really put it down and I I'll let this sit for a bit while I go in and correct
0: okay. on my face. all right. So I like
1: that. I, I know it like makes it all tacky and like it's gorgeous again. Yes, I'm so excited. We had um I had gone and shadowed for like a couple of different weddings, but you know, of course I, I couldn't help out. I wasn't, you know, a planner. So I had shadowed and then I started being like a little bit more hands-on. Um, With events, and it really came so naturally to me. I think a lot of people ask, you know, one of the top questions that I get asked is like, do you um, need an education to get into wedding planning? And you absolutely do not. With that being said, have I now gone back into like the New York Institute of Art and taken, you know, design classes and things like that? Of course, but those are not anything that you need to get accepted into. You can go right online. You can take these classes. You can teach yourself, and I think that's really great for a lot of people who might not have the option. I had to drop out of college. So, you know, my dad got really sick and I came home to take care of him and I was never given the chance to go back. So for me, you know, I was always really insecure about like the options that I felt that I had because I was like, you know, I feel like I'm going to get chopped off at some point. And I also didn't feel like I was this huge entrepreneur um, and that I really did want to end up in like an industry and not just have like a million different ways of residual income, like a lot of people do nowadays. Yeah. So when I you know, have this opportunity to go into weddings. I'll never forget the first one that I was at. I I knew I was like, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. And it was pretty soon after that, that I worked my way up to lead wedding planner in that company. And I was really young. Um, And after that, I would say that we kind of just grew apart because obviously my style is very, very out there and very eccentric. And like the, a lot of the couples in that area, weren't looking for exactly what I love to do. Um, so that's kind of how I ended up in design taking away from, you know, wedding planning, um, as my background and venue management as my background in those few years that I had kind of been gamed up by other professionals in the industry. And then just took that and turned that into design and bridal styling, because I noticed that's really what people come to me for.
0: Yes. That is a really interesting story. And I love how you kind of credited your fiance and like, no, like he really did help me. Cause I feel like, like you said, a lot of the times we hear like, no, I did it on my own and that's amazing. Like I'm not discrediting (laughs) anyone, but it's also nice to kind of hear like the good stories (laughs) about the guys and like just helping you out. But that is so interesting. And can you kind of explain to people that may not know the difference between a wedding planner and a wedding stylist, like what you do versus a wedding planner and do you need both or
1: so, what I find um, is like the main difference with wedding planning versus wedding design is that wedding planning is going to be contracts, logistics, um, making sure everyone's showing up on time, following your budget. A wedding designer is going to be someone who deals with everything from the overall ambiance of your wedding day to the color of the candle lighting, you know, on the dinner tables, to how the plates are set, to how the food is set. And what I find with couples and what I kind of learned in the few years of, of being, you know, in, in, on wedding planning and not in design was that, um, what actually makes your wedding day, you and personable isn't, I mean, it is the contracts and it is the logistics, but it's actually the little details that someone can come in. And like, if there's someone who's, you know, sitting in front of you, um, a lot of the clients will have you know, these crazy arrays of Pinterest boards with just like so much on there, like circus theme and this and that and this. And I'm able to kind of like zone in and give them something back that they feel like is an actual reflection of them and not like something that they just found on Pinterest, which is really hard because how can you expect to go on Pinterest and see something that's perfect for you every single time? And when you send those photos to a wedding planner, since they're so busy doing your contracts and your logistics, they're not going to have the time to like do all the nitty gritty little details which is why I don't do wedding planning anymore. And I only do design because wedding planning pulls me too far away
0: from the design details on your event. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. And honestly, like I was even confused because yeah. I would have thought that the wedding planners do what you do, like get the candle lights, get the color scheme and just the whole entire vibe and vision for your wedding. But they really are just on the logistics side. And I can totally see how that could take you away from the details having to Get these contracts signed, talking to all these different vendors and everything. And just, I feel like that definitely would steer you away. Um You have such unique, such a unique style of wedding design. Um And I feel like you bring something different to each bride and whatever they really request from you. So what kind of questions do you ask these brides to get away from the Pinterest theme and really customize it to what they're looking for like how do you know I feel like you just bring every vision to life and I'm like amazed
1: you know thank you so much I love that also should we go look into the product but yes what's next let me think let's do
0: let's do the foundation okay have you tried this before no and I went to get it today and I couldn't find it but I am let's determined to try it it wasn't at the Ulta I went to. I literally went right before I came here and I got the
1: Girl, um, I'm Fenty so,
0: blush in the lashes. And I'm like, where the hell was that? I'm so serious. Order
1: that when we get off the phone. Okay. Like not even for anything else. Like you're never going to use anything again. That is so good. It's I so believe good.
0: you because you compared it to the it, I think CC cream, right? And I love the, I love the it CC cream obsessed. So I can see that I'm going to love this too. So I'm trying. The
1: difference between these two is that, um, hi, hey, please don't do that. Sorry. I'm like literally- <laughs> No, you're fine. This one is so much thinner. I love the cosmetics, but I feel like it's very heavy, and I feel like it never fully dries down. This yes. like almost like a serum, which
0: is really fun. That's what I look for. I love a serum feel because I just think it just looks It looks so good in everyone's skin. So I'm looking forward to trying that. I'm like mad I didn't find it. Okay, so now we're just putting this over.
1: And what are you Perfect. using?
0: I am using, I'm mixing the Kosas Glow IV. And huh. the Rare Beauty Tinted Moisturizer, because I ran out of, like, my favorite um, tinted moisturizer from Josh Rosebrook. Like, that one feels like skin. um, But uh, I ran out, I so I'm going to have to, like, DIY my little, like, cocktail right now. I love that. It always works. It does.
1: Okay, so to answer your question about inspiration, I get a lot of questions about inspiration, honestly. Like, where I get my inspiration and something that really resonated with me because I never felt like I could fully put this into words was something that I saw the other day, a a video of Rick Owens talking about why he doesn't like mood boards. Okay, And I couldn't agree more. What he was saying basically, and don't quote me on this because I watched it and scrolled by, but um, he basically was saying that when you're giving out a mood board, it's telling entirely way too much about the composition. And like, Sometimes you don't want everyone to know like what your references are um, because that's not what you're trying to pull from it. And you want people to be able to like find their own, you know, interpretation inside of art. And when it comes to what I do, and it's funny that I feel that way because like a lot of what I do is mood boards and a lot of what I do is like putting together Pinterest boards. But sometimes the inspiration is like the color of the sunlight the smell on a foggy day, you know? And like one of the first questions that I ask a client is like, when you close your eyes and you walk into the room, what is happening around you? Are there people chattering? Are there glasses clinking? You know, is is the air warm and like kind of like a sweet sweat scent because people have been partying? Like, where are we, you know? And that can kind of help people just get like a, a base for what they think they want their wedding to be. And then after that, I kind of just let them talk. And I really try not to talk because I think it's more important to like listen and get to know your, you know, your bride, your groom. And when they're sitting in front of you and they're just like rambling about their wedding day, you pick up little things that's just like, oh, you know, and and I'll, and I'll put that in there. And I think, you know, besides clients that just have done consultations and haven't signed on, I think for the most part, me and my brides, and I feel very confident about this, like my brides are coming to me for my style. So like, I, I don't, I don't really ever get any negative feedback from what I give people, but I also tell my brides every single time, if you're like, girl, you know, this is fucking, u- I'm sorry. Can I swear?
0: Oh, you can swear. Oh my God. No, I, I couldn't understand what you said. Yeah. You could. Yeah. They're okay, swearing so- a lot on this show. Are
1: you kidding me? Yeah. Go That's right ahead. So yeah. um, But if I tell someone like, you know, if, if you think that something's fucking ugly, you can say that, you know, I, I'll never be offended because this is your wedding and it's not mine. So I don't have a signature look. I don't have a signature style. Um, it's really about me coming into your event and saying like, what is going to make your wedding day feel like you and whatever's going to make the bride happy is what makes the bride happy. And I really, you know, don't care. I'm just here to kind of be a best friend to you. And I think that's what's most helpful um, for brides when getting like their point across because they're, it's totally unbiased. I'm like, yes, just tell me and I'll make it happen. You know, whatever you want. And like throw things, do you want to come in in a hot air balloon? Like, where's our budget? <laughs> Let me see what I can do, you know? And it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, no, I think, You definitely just make it fun because I think you're just such a comfortable person to talk to. So I think when you say like, tell me what you don't want, I feel like more people like can resonate with like, "Okay, I know what I don't want. I might not know what I want. But the way you said to like as a bride, like close your eyes and put yourself into the room. Like, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? I feel like I've never seen that approach. And I I love that.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. I think it can really help. Like, what is the ambiance of your wedding day? Are people partying fucking hard? Is it classical music? Like, what are we going for? And that within itself gives the bride just such a great idea of like what she even wants for her wedding day. And it sets herself up for success across the board. If we're going into like a really nice, lovely dinner party, you know that the ceremony is going to be romantic. You know what I mean? Like there's just everything goes together and I just make sure that it's cohesive across the board.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you were saying too that like your brides are different. Like they are not your typical everyday bride. So can you kind of tell us about your bride and what makes you guys so special?
1: Yes. And I'm going to go in with the cream blush right now. Look at how much I'm so excited
0: to try this. I haven't even like unboxed it yet. I like waited. Look at this pan. Yeah. That's how you know it's good. That's how you know we like a product if it's to the pan. I am so excited because I'm going to Miami in like a week now. And I feel like I would never pick this color, and I I needed someone to just, like, say, do it. Just to this to is, is going to be so yeah. good. All right. So
1: I like to do it right on the apples of the cheeks, and, like, I like to keep it really close up to the eye. I don't care if it goes, okay. like, eye at all. all right. So I do that, and then you want to take, like, whatever's left on your finger or brush and, like, get it down the nose. Okay. Yeah. Not to, like, make it look like blush, but make it look like there's, like, that it's actually skin. And what I find that putting cream blush down first does is make it look like there's, like, blood and flesh under your skin versus, like, just white um, foundation and concealer.
0: Yeah, So, I really like that. I'm already so- liking the way it's looking. But, yeah, go on. I'm really loving that on you. I'm really surprised that you've never tried a color like that I have like no balls when it comes to myself like when I when it comes to other people I'm like put it on like do something crazy than me I'm like I'm gonna stick to like the light pink one and I'm like no I need to venture out because this looks so good
1: be surprised how much you would come into your own personal style if you like remove yourself from what you think looks good you know what I mean because everyone's right about what there's no wrong answer you know about what looks good everyone's perception or um interpretation of something is technically correct but you'd be really surprised you have literally porcelain skin and a perfectly perfectly sym- symmetrical face you know oh my god. You def- thank you okay so um my brides and I guess what like steps should I do since I guess that's kind of done so I can like leave you to do something yeah I'm gonna go with my um other concealer now and start to like highlight the faces that I would like want to bring forward and a lot of the steps that I take are like very inspired by um the drag community and drag queens and that's like kind of who taught me to do my makeup because I really didn't have a mother figure growing up so I would just watch drag queens all day and girl I looked crazy okay. <laughs>
0: like fabulous girl, crazy that's but, uh, amazing that's really interesting that that's how you how to do your makeup yeah, they have good I tips it.
1: they're so smart So my brides, how would I say, first of all, they're it girls. I mean, that's just the definition. Um, I always like laugh with people, you know, like if you're not an it girl, we just, you're not coming to me because there are a hundred million thousand wedding vendors out there for you. Like if you just want basic Pinterest, you know, absolutely go to, you know, Utah or whatever it is, (laughs) you know, and like go hire them 100%. But if you're, you know, looking for someone that, um, is going to actually take into account you as, as a person. Um, I feel like that's kind of what I'm here for. And I'm also here for brides who are a little bit more fashion forward, avant-garde, haute couture. A lot of my brides are in Pimka sauce, Galilov, like we're purchasing from like very high end brands. Um, so definitely like a little bit more on the luxury clientele side, but I think if I had to like actually describe my brides, I would just say that they're all, they all like the finer things in life Um, and they just have really high standards and they want their princess moment. 100% they want the princess moment. And I think a lot of brides don't really care for that anymore and that's totally fine. But if you're looking to get married at a castle in France, you, you know who to
0: call. Yeah, no. And I feel like the reason why a lot of brides like aren't into the princess moment is because the way you give the princess moment and I feel like the way we think of like the princess moment that like, we've just been used to seeing in the wedding industry are polar opposite. Like you actually bring the fairy tale and I feel like in our idea, like the princess wedding is just like the cupcake dress and just, you know what I mean? Just the gold, the white, and that's really it. Like, I feel like you actually bring the fairy tale, the forest, like the whole nine yards to it. And I I definitely think that that sets you apart completely. Um, I love that. a fairy tale I'm gonna like quote that somewhere you no, you literally like you make the whole fairy tale I'm like this is not just like the Cinderella wedding this is the fairy tale like this is something that I feel like people just dream of having and didn't think that I could actually be executed and
1: I think something else too that like has really um you know stood out to me like stuff that I hear other people say when it comes to like wedding days is like and, you know, of course, if someone's just trying to be sweet and give like their helpful advice, I don't care. But sometimes I see like, you know, videos or comments and things that's like, oh my God, like who would ever spend like, like something that's like not even a lot of money, like $50,000 on a wedding. I'm not saying that's not a lot of money, but like in the wedding world, that's it's you know, really not. World. Yeah. In the wedding world, it's not, but yep. Um, but they will like kind of make these points that I feel like it's like in the weirdest way, it's like fear mongering for brides because like what people have to understand is like spending that amount of money is stressful anyways. So I feel like adding that like a layer of stress and just being like, it's miserable. Like just go alone. I always have a lot of questions that like go through my head when I see stuff like that, who is your wedding planner? You know, like what was your budget? Like, why was this a miserable experience for you? Because if you're working, I can't count how many times I've heard, you know, someone say, even if it's not one of my brides, like just a woman that I meet out at a restaurant say like, My wedding day was the happiest moment of my life. So when I hear that so, so often because I'm in the industry, but then when you get online, like what is the stuff that's going to go viral? These crazy, terrible stories, right? Of like, oh my God, my wedding was an absolute disaster. And they ran up with likes and comments. And then like the ones where, you know, we see good, happy, normal weddings go across the board every single day. That just like, it's not shocking. So no one turns an eye to it. And then I always think, that's such a subjective statement because if you're telling someone like you need to go buy a house instead of having a wedding, or you need to go, you know, travel the world that in my opinion, and obviously things are a little bit different with climate change and where things are going now, <laughs> but like I think that the world will be there to travel your friends and family that you get to sit down and have all in one space for one night of your life and like dine. And I really think that my perception on this changed when I lost my parents at one point when I, had the luxury of waking up every day and walking downstairs to my parents. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to get married. I'm going to go like just a or do something stupid. Now that I don't have any of that, I would give every last dollar that I have to have those people all in one space, sitting around, dining together, chatting, laughing, dancing. That is a once in a lifetime experience. And I really don't care what anyone says. I know that. So that's a very like subjective thing when people say that, like, yeah, traveling is more important to you. 100%. If you're saving for a house and a wedding at the same time, maybe not the best idea. Any like, you know, bridal coach or financial coach or life coach would tell you that that's, you know, just kind of things that are like very personal. So when I see those, those videos, I kind of have to like talk my brides down in the process and in their wedding process, because they'll come back to me that they're like all stressed out about planning. And then they'll get on, TikTok and see these videos and be like oh should I just go elope and they're already like 30 grand down the drain and I'm like no we're not going to elope it's going to be beautiful the planning process is never not stressful it's one of the biggest days of your life it's going to be stressful but I think the fear mongering is just something that's been like such a pet peeve for me because I'm like let people have their moment let them have their princess moment and you guys don't need to come in here and tell them that it's going to be miserable
0: yep no I think no one looks at it from the perspective that you mentioned like from not having your parents like You want people to be there. You want to have, it's about the day and the people. It's not even about like, oh, I'm getting married and like the whole, we'll say fairy tale of it. It's just really about the intimacy and the people that are there for you. And it is really subjective because to say, well, I used my money instead of doing it for a wedding or a, or a a whole thing. I, I traveled or I just eloped and I bought a house. Like that's your perspective. And you can't like, you can't fear monger someone else just because, or shame someone else because they want a fabulous wedding. Like, It's not your day and that's okay. But I definitely agree with the weird fear mongering there is with having a fun wedding. I mean, I think people just don't see it it from that perspective.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I absolutely
0: see it. And like, I've seen it in your comments, but I've seen it on other like wedding TikTok. I'm like, why are we so negative about weddings? Like, this is why I feel like I felt that way at one. Like before seeing you and your content, like I was like, ugh, like I, not that I'd ever really elope, but I was just like, I don't. I have no thoughts about this. It's mm-hmm. when it comes, it comes. But now I'm like, it's okay to get excited about it and plan. And like you said, whether you're spending $100 or $100,000, it's a stressful experience. So make it yeah. a good one, you know?
1: So what the budget is, it's going to be stressful to spend that money. I can say something else too, that I think like when I do get those comments, I'm like, I don't even think people like know what I do. <laughs> Most of the I can say are not the clients that are having to choose between A house and a wedding, you know. So like when I get comments like that, I'm like, can't relate, you know, like I I just, you know, like let's take a step back here. Like that's that's just absolutely not what's happening. Um, and I'm very protective over my brides in that way. I will block and delete people all day. Because here's the thing, I'm just over here giving what, like random wedding advice, like, oh, if you want this dress, if you want this dress the Second, I see someone come in and say that anything is ugly, anything's ridiculous, anything's this, anything's that, it's gone because, God forbid, a bride who has already
0: made that decision sees it. Yeah, I will fight till the death. I, will fight death. <laughs> I don't, yeah, the oh, yeah. is violence an answer? Yes, it is. Yeah, no, I, I so don't blame you, and I think that's the right way to be because, like, this is basically your portfolio for your brides, and we'll go into that in a second, but like. If you're not the target audience, you're not the target audience. I hate the stupid comments, and it's like if you didn't get it, that's okay. Like it wasn't meant for you to get. And I got a lot of comments, like um, or a lot of feedback from people, like oh, you know,
1: you should post twenty times a day, or you should get an Instagram, or you should get this. Or you should, get... my babe, I'm one person, okay. So I don't like like what would it even do to me, you know, to have like like why. I was saying this to you. I don't care about the masses. I don't care about reaching every single bride that's out there. I want the brides who are like, hey, I want something that's really, really different. And when you go and you ask another bride or somebody else, they're like, oh, yeah, there's one person that's doing that that's where you go. So I don't feel like I need this platform where I invite everyone in and I need to be super inclusive because people are really, really mean. And I find that like me just trying to open myself up and open up my social media for everyone to just be able to come on and like leave an opinion. There are not only my brides on my page who are watching and following my stuff, who are seeing those comments, but there's like other brides out there who might not even have like The fraction of you know a budget to even like consider thinking in their head that they deserve some of these things like people really get in their minds like you know I'm I'm only working with 12k like um I need to put it all into my gas and I'm always the the devil's advocate that's like girl buy the Louboutins you know get the limo like do it for yourself because this is your day too so when you have people that are out there saying anything negative so quick to block and delete and you know who I always remember do you remember Victoria Paris yeah oh my God yeah she's like. She's a blocker. I honestly, I need to start doing always this trash on that. People always trash on that. Why, why should I just let you be able to come in on my page and say whatever you want about me? You know what I think is so funny that you spent all of that time writing
0: these mean little hateful comments and I just deleted it. Like you never even existed. <laughs> that uh, it's like, you spent all that time for a, what B make your own video. Like if, if you're that passionate about it and yeah, you don't need that like nonsense on your page when yeah. you're working with people who understand it and get the vibes and it's it's not for everyone and that's okay. I think people need to start like realizing that. And I, I love the blocking idea. I think I need to start doing that because sometimes I'm like, well, it's nice to have an open discussion, but at the same time, I'm like, shut up. You know, i seen
1: that video on there where I always think this one is so interesting. That girl was talking about how she's been doing content for about 11 years. And she was like, there's tears of people who get offended by things. I'll send it to you. You'll think it's very interesting, but Please. it's very true. And what I've noticed is that like, a lot of the people who are like, you know, over here, because you have to understand like the stuff on my page is like, people will be like, Hala lilies are for funerals. And like, just totally like lose their mind. And <laughs> when you're like dealing with people like that, you have to like, like, look at it. Like, what are you like, what are we even like getting offended about here? You know what I mean? And kind of like protect your space from that. I do think open discussion is nice too. And if there's like actually something that needs to be talked about 100%. Yeah. But random hate from accounts with no followers. It's just like trying to like, and I always think it comes from jealousy and projection. Like you're clear, It's half the time they'll follow me and they'll be yeah. leaving like now. So block whoever you need. I don't care if you follow me, I will block you.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the way to look at it. And I, I love that mindset. And you were saying too, like, not only are your brides different, but the way you do things is different. And I really love it just because I think you really target that niche that you're looking for. That leave the right comments, not the wrong comments. So can you kind of like go into your strategy of not having an Instagram, not using social media to advertise your business other than TikTok and just having that as like your portfolio for brides? Absolutely. Um,
1: Yeah. Just so we can like put something down so our freaking concealer doesn't set into our face. Thank you. Yes. I grab my beauty blender. I put it right back into the cream blush and then I.
0: Okay. I was thinking like, I feel like I need some more blush. Okay, cool.
1: So you put that back down. Yeah, I love that. Um, and then you go in with, where am I even in my process right now? What do I want to do? I think, do you have a cream bronzer with you? I do. All right, yeah, we'll go and start using. I'm using the Chanel. This, I'm pretty sure they reformulated and I really want to try the new one because it's like a little bit more like red and it's really interesting, like has a red undertone. This is like obviously very like bronzy, yeah. but the red, but it reminds me of, like, when you have been out, um, like, all day at the beach on vacation, and then you, like, come inside to, like, go out to dinner. It's giving that. like yep, I, you're, it's really... like,
0: a little burnt. I, like, I love that vibe.
1: Uh, yes. Uh, and it's called, like, I don't know how to pronounce this because it's French, and I don't want to mess it up, but Les beige le Beiges. Okay. Les Beiges. Les so. Beiges.
0: <laughs> That's what we're
1: using today. Okay, so I'm going to bronze that, but, okay, social media. Um, you know, it's me. I really am such a weirdo about social media i'm not like some like weird like like you know um tinfoil hat person it's like no like no it's really not that it's just yeah i'm just not really into it i don't really relate i feel like instagram is like the most like chewy thing in the world and it's just like kind of cringe to me in my opinion i don't even like really know what people are doing on that app like i haven't had it in like five or six years and i'll like look back sometimes and be like. I have, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Like you're I not,
0: you're I not like missing, missing
1: anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll I'll like get people that'll say, like, oh, like you need to get on Instagram. You need to get on Instagram. And I'm like, why? Like for what? And I think what I found, and to be honest, when I got on TikTok, I never even was expecting to like contract clients off of here. I was working just, you know, at a winery um and just like doing my own clientele stuff just locally. So I never expected to be, you know, like contracting. TikTok clients. And after a while of just kind of like being on there to post, um, or I think I was just like watching TikTok for a while. Like I had downloaded the app. I think they like finally gave in. I was like, whatever, let's like see what all the fuss is about. Yeah. Download the app. um, And then I saw like a lot of other people posting like wedding stuff. And I would be like, oh my gosh, like there's a wedding community on here that's so interesting. Like I actually kind of felt like it was a bit resourceful or like more resourceful than like Facebook or like Instagram. Yeah. So I started posting just like little tips and tricks on there, you know, like repurpose your floral ceremony to reception, like really elementary stuff that I just think a lot of people, you know, might find interesting. And you know, what it really was for me was working with like all this clientele I had held back on posting what I like really wanted to for so long because I didn't want, you know, customers at the winery to look at my page and be like this doesn't add up you know like this is very like bam and this is like not the winery is giving so I kind of would really like mute my content and it would just be very like very vanilla vanilla wedding which is totally fine because it's still very beautiful but just obviously not what I'm into and um I I think like that I think it was like one or two posts in where my account just like popped up to like 50k I think I posted like one post about the way that I do weddings and I think I was saying like um, somebody had posted a video of a designer's wedding dress I can't remember exactly who it was and I had quoted it being like or stitched it being like where are the brides that want to dress like this? Because I show a bride to dress like this and they're like, hang oh on, it's like a fucking wedding cake. Like, girl, if you want to go get in a barn, get married in a fucking barn. Like yeah. I'm not the one.
0: I'm not your, but yeah, yeah.
1: I'm not a girl. And I plan weddings for eight girls. And that um, like popped me right up. And a lot of people immediately were asking like, you know, how do we contract you? How do we work with you? And at the time I was working a full-time job, like really wasn't like taking like requests like that. Um, and then I just kind of started to like reflect on myself and like reevaluate my life and be like, what do I want to do? What is interesting to me? And that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to take this TikTok thing next level. And I literally quit my job. And once again, credit to my fiance, because would I be able to do that if I was just, you know, if he wasn't over here working his ass off? Absolutely not. I would never be able to take that risk was it an amazing risk that i made and have i've been more successful than i've ever been in my life absolutely but um that was kind of like my turn into like when i actually got on a social media and thought that it was like actually a really great you know point for people to be able to reach me from then between like 50k and 100k i've gotten more like numbers or comments than i can count and people like business partners or brides or things that will be like yeah you really need an Instagram. And I am like, so reluctant on this. Like, I just don't want it. And what I mean when I say that is like, I do not want everybody to be able to find me. I really do not want to be a vendor on like, you know, just just somebody that someone can like pull out of their back pocket. I want there to be this like level of exclusivity where I'm kind of hard to reach. Um, And that might sound like the most pretentious thing in the world, but I really don't care. So there's that part. And then there's also the side of like, I know that what I do isn't for the majority, like the majority of brides want the cookie cutter wedding. And that's totally fine. I'll never be offended by that. But I think that like putting myself in a space where, you know, it's like, what, like just one more platform for people to reach me on, like is a hundred K not enough, you know, like, do I just, everyone acts like I need to like build and build and build and like, Oh, you would grow so much faster if you did it like this, if you did it like this currently just off of TikTok, I've contracted over 20 brides. I'm one person. So it's like how, like, I don't understand where people are even getting their heads that that's realistic. And to that, just TikTok has gotten me that. It's like, do I need to go do more? I would actually like to be off of TikTok by the end of 2024 and only on my website and just not even touching social media because I, first of all, I think it's going out 125%. I think in the next five, 10 years, I think people are like very, very over it, but I'm going to start vlogging and blogging and, you know, writing things up and sharing a lot of stuff with you guys. And I want to be able to have a platform that's like just mine. And I'm not just like going on Pinterest to like post a mood board or going onto Instagram to post a mood board, which is why I don't share my Pinterest. I get a lot of questions about that too. Just something I don't share and not a social media girl.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I don't think you should share your Pinterest. I feel like that is like the one thing you should keep a secret. And I really like what you said. I don't think it was pretentious at all. I think it is a better strategy to keep it so exclusive rather than having yourself so readily available through all these different social platforms. I think it's, like you said, A, overwhelming. The fact that you booked 20 brides through TikTok alone, like like you said, you're one person. Like, what do they want from you? I feel like the hustle of it all, like, gets in people's way. And like, people just don't see the logistics and the reality of it. Like, like you said, you're not for everyone. You're not trying to get every bride and every Pinterest bride. Like, I think it makes you stand out even more just to be like, you have to come and you have to find me. Like you actually have to know me and what I'm doing instead of like, oh, like here's a vendor list. Like, cause I'm familiar too. It's like, I, you just don't want to be a name on the list. And I think that what you do is worth more than that anyway. So I think your strategy is perfectly fine. Um, but I think it's so interesting that you, took the leap after TikTok. I wasn't sure on how that happened. So it was working from the working at the winery and then you were just like, we're done. This is not like my brand. It's not what you want to do. And then you just took the leap, which I think- Well, you know, they, they kind of effed me
1: actually because the first time that I had worked up there, I was so excited. This is a beautiful winery. I'm talking the trees are imported from Greece. Like the olive wow. trees on property like shipped over here. Yeah, like just absolutely so finely detailed- gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous space. They screwed me so hard because I had posted like a, a little like mock-up. If you go like, everyone's always like, where's your work? Where's your work? If you scroll down far enough, a lot of my old weddings are on there, but it's just like old work that I don't really think reflects me anymore. So I don't like continue to reshare it. Um, but uh, like those videos, I would just post like little edits of people's weddings. And I did one at the winery and the manager saw it and literally was like, you have to sign an NDA, you can't post anything. And like, she just, to be honest with you, I think she was really intimidated by me coming onto the team. I was half of her age. I think she was just pissed because she wasn't doing social media and she wasn't taking the brand to the next level. So they kind of like docked me with like what I could do there. And then I had worked there for like so long thinking that, I, I mean, and granted, I got a lot of experience. I worked with very high profile clientele and I got to do a lot of venue managing, which is really great because it only makes me a better wedding designer. But I had like no work to show from like over the past like year of wineries and those were beautiful weddings. I literally one of the brides did three dress changes and the last dress change was into a custom Beauty and the Beast ball gown and she danced to the Beauty and the Beast song and I
0: never got to show that to anyone. Oh I know. my God. That would be like my, I love Beauty and the Beast. So that's like insane just to hear that. you did I was that.
1: crying my eyes out. I was crying so hard at that one. I was like, wow, this is the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And they, they would like catch me. Like I would be like filming something and they would come up, they would be constant eyes on me. I was trying so hard. Like I think somewhere I've still got some stuff and I don't work there anymore. So maybe I could like put it on the story. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That was kind of like, I was like, you know what? Like, this is so crazy. Like I'm very confident in what I do. I'm very confident in, in what I, what I know that people love, what I know that brides love. I would like literally be watching music videos, like back in like 2014, 2015, like looking at these concepts, like you guys couldn't come up with something better. I still think that about brands, about yeah. so many things that you guys really couldn't do it better. So I kind of knew that I was right and was just like, whatever I'm leaving. And it was, it was, it was a big leap of faith, but I'm so happy I did it.
0: Yeah, no, clearly that just wasn't meant for you. And like, there was definitely a lot of jealousy there as just from you talking about it. Um, And I think this kind of leads me into my no question. And I love how you resonate with this. So I'm excited to hear your answer. So we know if someone tells you no, you're talking to the wrong person. Um, And I think when you're like how you kind of like created your own path, you designed your own path. I think that comes with a lot of no's and a lot of people not really understanding what you do. So, how did you kind of create your own yeses?
1: I love this question from you because I think like this question is so, so helpful for anyone else who is kind of navigating, um you know, their their own path right now. So, I really resonate with the idea of like, if somebody tells you, no, you're talking to the wrong person. And I've kind of said that for like, I'm, I'm like just blending out the creases in my face after I do that, I'm going to go in. I hate powder, but I haven't figured out anything else that works. So I'm going to yeah. go in and set. Powder. I hate it.
0: Me too. I hate it too. And I still haven't found one that I'm like, Oh, this is so good. But yeah, what I'm mean, with you on that. Is,
1: I'm literally using color pops powder. What? Like what's happening. I'm just trying like whatever I can get my hands on at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my kind of whole like mantra throughout, you know, my career, like even before I was, you know, doing things on my own is kind of like, if you're not an it girl, we have nothing to talk about. And it kind of means that like, if I'm going to come to you with an idea and you're going to say, no, if we're not going to see eye to eye. I really, I really don't care. And I'll always just kind of take that as feedback, that like you and I aren't on the same page. And anytime I've been told no in my career, instead of trying to like, get another answer out of them or try to maneuver differently. So I get a, a yes. Um, I've always walked away from situations and and people. And that's happened a few times with a few different companies um, and brides. You know, when I, when I wasn't working for myself and I was working, you know, for other wedding planning companies and I was doing wedding planning, I remember this one couple looked me so up and down because I was 21. Like they were like, they just couldn't, but I'm I'm not 21 now. Every time I like say an old age, everyone's 21. Like, no, I'm not 21. But when I was, um, that was like something that was like, I'll never forget. Like I had said it on, on a zoom call and I was like, yeah, like, uh, it got brought up somehow. And like the phone call went dead silent. And this couple looked mortified. Like they were just like, you know, like I haven't been on my own since I was 17 years old. Like it was just so offensive. And, um, so there was like always like little things like that. And anytime that would happen, fortunately at that point, I was lead wedding planner. So I could put you over to a new wedding planner if I wanted to. And I literally wouldn't touch your wedding because if you're not going to have that level of respect for me, like I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm not going to deal with that. It makes the wedding planning process. You have to understand, like I'm working with you for like one to two years, you know, like we become so close. I learn all the things about you. I see what your absolute worth. So like for us to go into like immediate intake calls and like already not be on the same page or not, you know, match up. um, It's always kind of a no for me. And then when it comes to like business opportunity, the few times that I've been said no to with like career sort of situations, that's always just been like like a turning point in my head where I'll just immediately redirect myself. I'm not even going to try to play with you if you don't get what I'm saying. We're not on the same page. I know what I do is next level. I'm very confident in what I do. I'm very, very, very confident in my craft. And I feel like I don't need to sell myself to anyone. Actually, even brides that come back to me and try to finagle me on price really bothers me Yeah. because how are you basically what, like, diminishing the need or the value for me, you know, like that's just so offensive. So I I'm probably like a little bit more like than like most people <laughs> when it comes to that sort of thing. But I actually think that that's, what's helped me be very successful is that I am so confident in that I'll just walk in with my head high and be like, Oh, this isn't going to work. Then this isn't going to work. And just, you know, walk out and just continue to do what I've been doing. And, you know, that that's really worked for me. So if there is anyone who's listening and you are getting no's in your life, sometimes, things happen for a reason and just take that with a grain of salt and walk away. It's not like a personal reflection of you. How many, I mean, how many amazing success stories have we heard of people who got nose and nose and nose time and time and time again. And then now they're like one of the biggest names in the industry. So just keep going and listen to your gut. And I think I noticed with like a lot of other wedding planners and wedding vendors and things, things that hold them back is like not being willing to like adapt when they're told no, or when something changes, and then they're like, they get stuck in the. What even is that? Because there's like the higher clientele market, but then just like the like regular wedding market. A lot of vendors try to like break into the luxury market and have an incredibly hard time doing so. I think that that no piece has a lot to do with that. Like if you're already changing the way that you are doing things for other people and not for yourself. I think it's time to like reevaluate and put that into your own craft. And what I mean by that, and this is like very specific. So I'm like more talking to like wedding vendors here, but I know a lot of wedding vendors who like, here's a great example. If you go to a venue and you're a florist and you know, you're doing, um, a styled shoot. So just like an example shoot for a wedding. And the venue says there's this regulation, this regulation, this regulation, you guys can't put stakes in the ground. You can't do this. You can't do that. Go find another venue. Don't work with them. You know what I mean? If somebody hasn't replied to you over 48 hours, go find something else to do. Take that no and like redirect it into a different way. If you want to break into the luxury clientele market, offer luxury services. Don't be afraid to charge more. I see so many people be like, Oh, uh, I don't want to send out a sample bouquet because it would be a few hundred dollars. Like the client isn't already spending six k for the flowers. You know what I mean? It's like you have to be willing to like grow in your in your own way. And I think people look at like people, and it's so weird because I've never looked at like say I had like a boss. I think in in my industry at least. We work together. We're like a team. So I'm never thinking of you as like someone who's like superior than me and is like telling me what I can do. I'm coming to you with like ideas and being like, hey, this is like actually how we could make a lot more money, or this is what brides would really, really love. Um, and if they're saying no, that's feedback for you to be like, that doesn't make any sense. And I think that that's why I'm like, okay, well, I'm not even gonna do that, and I'm going to apply that into my own life. I cannot tell you how many times I have. Changed my pricing, upped my pricing for luxury sign on gifts. Even if you're like not super confident or comfortable with raising your pricing a bunch for something like that, at least offer it as an option. I think so many people are like really resilient to think that brides want the luxury experience. Yes, they do, girl. You know what I mean? They want the champagne coupes delivered to their house, their house. They want the um the edible arrangement on their front doorstep when they get home. Like that is something that like really takes your, your business to the next level. And I don't know why so many people are like, like so afraid to just put a little bit of extra, you know, judge into their work to be able to break into that next level and not have to get stuck with these business owners who are telling you, no because they don't want to do that stuff. Do you see what I mean here? Like I it kind of all cycles around to like how you are as a business owner, I think.
0: Yes. I absolutely love how you brought up the fact of like almost having to give a no, like sometimes like, yeah, like the whole no question. Like, it's great to, like, get a a yes from someone who told you no, but at the same time, no one ever talks about the importance of walking away, and I'm all about this. Like, I think if a job isn't for you, like, hold yourself to a higher standard and get out of there because, like you said, even if it's a no, you're getting a bigger door that's going to open for you. Like, every no is a redirection, and I absolutely love how you mentioned that, and I think... I also agree. I wonder why people kind of like don't want to up their prices or don't want to do that I think it's almost like the risk of not getting a client but from just briefly working in the um, wedding industry doing makeup for bridesmaids like a lot of the times there's like no respect for makeup artists and hairstylists I just know from like my mom and I working together and it's like I almost wish it's like we had said no to some weddings or we had said like listen like Either treat us with respect and we'll treat you with respect or this isn't going to work out. And like you said, you specifically, you're working with them for like two years. So if it's not going to go well the first week, I mean, it's going to be two years from hell. And I think the advice that you gave was perfect. I love that because I think it's something that more people need to hear because if walking away isn't a scary thing. It doesn't have to be a scary thing. No, I think it can be.
1: It's it honestly can be such a blessing in disguise. I've definitely had brides that I've gone on the, the calls with where I can just tell this is not going to work, um, and I, I I do think it's way better. And it's funny you say that about the the makeup and and hair artists in the industry because I have definitely seen some some makeup artists leave crying from weddings before. Yep, one hundred percent. Or any makeup artists out there listening put it in your contract. If you are not treated with respect, you can pull it any time. You can void that contract at any time. So that is very real. And that is in a lot of contracts, photographers, wedding planners. Mm-hmm.
0: I had no idea, but I like really wish I knew, but because I feel like that would have changed my perspective on doing makeup in for bridesmaids and weddings and stuff like that. But they, they've made me cry, like not in front of them, but <laughs> I'm like, oh, I will yeah, not cry I in front know. of you, but like, I'd go home and be like, what the hell? Like, oh, oh my God, they've officially traumatized me. So that's interesting. You can say like, if you don't respect me, we're out. I had no idea.
1: so crazy by like moms and sisters and like cousins. And just like the most random people come out of the woodworks and just have like so much opinion. And so it's like, protect yourself. As a wedding vendor, protect yourself because- as much as we love these bridezillas, you can't
0: you can't control everyone. And it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. And like you said, it is really like the outside voices that come in. Like sometimes it's not even the brides. It's the bridesmaid who's jealous, the auntie who wishes it was her kid. You know, it's all of it. Like the mother who's stressed out. Like it doesn't matter who I'll it's from. Yeah. To
1: every damn if you are going to somebody's wedding, if you are a family member, a friend, I don't give a fuck. Whoever you are out there going to somebody's wedding, show up, be present, be pleasant, keep your mouth shut. Okay. Listen, I don't care if there is, if I do not care if somebody's sister is getting beat up in the back of the venue, there is no reason that the bride should know that. You're yeah. telling me that you couldn't wait five hours to, oh, yeah. My, okay my thing. And I, there's no other reason. If you do this, this is what I think about you. Okay. I'm telling you, this is how I feel about you. If you do that, if you go up to the bride on her wedding day and tell her literally anything, here's what I think about you. You are trying to sabotage her day. Yes, you are. As a grown adult, you did, you had to be... (gasps) so panicked that you had to run right up to her. First of all, there's about 50 other people you could have told. Second of all, there is a wedding planner on property that is paid to deal with these things. So the fact that you just immediately run up to not the host of the party, babe, this is the guest of honor, which is like, I think people get so screwed up. They're like, oh, like we have to be like so bothered that we're like going to a wedding and have to like buy a dress. First of all, no, you don't. You didn't need to go. Second of all, (laughs) you literally didn't. Like nobody told you. Yes, I'm in full agreement with this out of my dog's mouth here. Um, and, and, and third of all, there's just no reason that, that you should be really saying anything. The next day is for all of the debris, debris debriefing. If you guys want to sit down or for mimosas, talk about all of the drama, 125%, but like the, like the, it's so sad because like the bride can't do anything about it. Like she can't stop you from coming up and telling her something. And all that's going to do is stress her out. So in my opinion, say that for yourself, I have literally told family members before the bride walks down the aisle, and obviously the bride tells me to do this, do not bother the bride. If anything happens today, come to me. And sometimes they look so offended. I yeah. don't care. If you're offended by that, I already know what type of time you're on, and yeah. I've got an eye
0: on you. Yeah, yeah, okay. you're already telling me all what okay. you're about. Yes, no, I agree, because I have a story. Wait, what's the next product? Because I, I don't want to, like, get off track with my story. Bronzer. Bronzer, okay, cool. Oh, wait, I put that on. Okay, I'll wait. Wait, you have powder bronzer? Oh, wait, I do have powder bronzer. Wait, we, okay, yes, I do. Okay. Layer, 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 babe. That's what the drag queens do. No, okay, I'm looking at my face and I'm like, yeah, this is what, this is why I like to get ready with people because it gives me a whole different, like, view on how to do my makeup. But I'm like, this looks so much more airbrushed than what I was really doing. Really it, it helps. really good. Thank you. But anyway, so with the whole sabotaging thing, I have one story that is like embedded in my brain. And to hear that, like you guys actually say, like, come to us and don't come to the bride. I actually had no idea. I mean, I figured. But I remember so I usually I usually never touch the bride. Like my mom is always the one that does the bride. So she I can talk about this now because it's like years later. But like she was doing the bride and she's like, okay, I have to start someone else. She was just prepping her hair. She's just curling it. And When you're curling a bride's hair, it's going to be banana curls because it's supposed to last all day. Like, what I'm giving you right now is not what you're going to leave with. It's for it to set. Like, and yeah. So, I'm using the same technique my mom does because she taught me how to curl hair. I'm using the exact same iron, the exact same sections, whatever. So, I'm doing her hair. My mom's moving on. This bridesmaid takes a picture of the bride's hair and goes... So gets the phone and goes, hey, listen, um, I I just want to show you. I just don't think this is what you're looking for. And I just want to, like, make sure before she goes any further. And I was like, and my mom always told me, like, shut your mouth. Don't fucking say a word. Like, I'm I'm the boss here. Like, you yeah. cannot answer anyone back as much as I wish I could have. Yeah. And I just looked at my mom and she was like, she stepped right in and was like, listen, like, this is not the final product. She's doing the exact same thing I'm doing, da-da-da, like, diluted the situation. But it's like... You're sabotaging. You have horrible intentions. And to tell this bride that she's getting, it's like she's she was halfway. I was literally at the bottom section of her hair. I'm like, you're going to tell her right now what it looks like? Because clearly it's not going to look good if you show her right now. Oh my God. There's just so
1: many ways to handle that. And sometimes it's like, do I expect everyone to know what to do with their first time at the rodeo? Like, if you've never been a bridesmaid or a bride before, like, should you know how to act perfectly? No, but in my opinion, would you know that it's like the biggest day of somebody's life? Just be so sweet about everything. And like, also to that point, when you're a bridesmaid, you have like an actual role that you're playing on the wedding day. It's not just like showing up and like being a bridesmaid. If you just wanted to be a wedding guest, you could have just had like a regular invite. You actually like kind of have a job like on the wedding day to like make sure that like, I mean, you're, you are the bridal experience for her. And when she looks back on her wedding day, like you are going to be part of that memory. So like, God forbid, but just literally be so sweet. Like just be so over the top, nice, helpful, make sure that when the bride gets into, you know, the makeup room, obviously, you know, the bride better than I do, but like have a balloon, have a bouquet, have a bottle. Like I'm so sick of like walking into a space and having there be nothing and just a bunch of pissed off bridesmaids. Like when am I getting my makeup done?
0: Like that's all I've oh, ever experienced. That's I've I, never actually experienced like a whole thing. And when I do experience that, it's because the bride did it. Like none of the yeah. bridesmaids ever help or at least around ever. here. Yeah, ever. Ever. I saw a comment too that like was so funny to me. Someone was
1: saying on like somebody's bachelorette thing, like, oh, I need friends like yours. Like, you know, mine would like never throw a party for me like this. And the bride coming back, like, girl, I I threw this myself. And it's so true because, you know, you see these like big grand like parties on like social media. And like, I think a lot of people get like disappointed that their friends like don't pull through for them. I'll tell you right now, half the time the bride's doing it herself or it's the wedding planner. Something that I actually contracted into like my wedding planning when I was doing just planning years ago was decorating the bridal suite. So like after the rehearsal, I would go into the bridal suite really, really late at night. And I would just absolutely blow the thing up. Typically I would get a budget from like the groom to like surprise the bride because I am not ever again in my life going to deal with the bride walking into her bridal suite and not having there be a bow on the fucking table. Like it's like, actually yeah. it's embarrassing. I'm like looking around the yeah. room with the bridesmaids. Wow. Like couldn't be my friends. Like they would never treat me like that. Like it's just... So crazy and
0: so telling to like, as soon as I walk in, I'm like, oh, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You, you know. get it. No, you completely get it. um That is such a major thing. I feel like no one even thinks about like, like there has to be someone that does it. And if it's not going to be oh, your oh. friends, like luckily they have you, but my, like you said, my friends would literally never like, oh at least get me a bottle of champagne at the very least. Like here's a bottle of champagne and a face wash. I don't know. I don't know. Like enjoy. That's
1: exactly how
0: I feel because
1: I'm not saying that this doesn't need to be a grand experience. You don't need to take them to like, you know, some spa, you know, it doesn't need to be like that. It absolutely can be. I'll always push for you to like spend a little extra. God forbid you knew about the wedding day for about a year. You're saying you couldn't put 20, 30, $40 aside to like, you know, kind of do a little something. And I think a lot of like wedding guests and bridesmaids and things, and this might just be so controversial, but I don't care. Um, really get like so worked up that they like have to go to a wedding. Like I see so many comments where people are so bothered that they have to go to a wedding. Have I seen horror stories of people asking you to spend like you know on on the Bachelorette like four grand? Absolutely, I've seen stuff like that. But how often does that really happen? No. Show up. It's over two hundred dollars a person right now for people to like get married and have people there. I. And like, no, okay, sorry. I am even considering not inviting my own brother to my wedding, okay? Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. be real. I love my brother. He's my best friend, but it's just like, oh, get it. You know what I mean? Like, no, <laughs> honestly, no. Like, it's so crazy to think about how much you have to spend. And then people, I mean, as someone who's kind of a fly on a wall at events, I hear what people say very often. If you think people aren't complaining at your wedding, people are effing complaining. And that's why I always say, it doesn't matter anyone's opinion in the planning process because no one's going to be happy anyways. So just do what you want because everyone is going to have their two cents. I don't know what it is about weddings that like brings out the worst in some people.
0: It does. You know? Yes.
1: Yes, But
0: absolutely. Oh my gosh. No, that is such a great point. And I think like you said, like people just think like, oh, the wedding's for the experience of the guests, but like, absolutely not. It's your day. You're the one spending the money. And on top of that, like you said, like people just like getting so worked up about going or being a bridesmaid. Like you actually have the option to say no. And you can be like, listen, love you bestie. I can't afford it. Let's I'll meet you there. Or we'll have a nice dinner. I don't know. Make it up to her in some other way or them. And like, Oh my God. It's like, why is it such a problem? Don't go like, don't go (laughs) make her day. A little better.
1: And of course, you know, when it comes to like my actual clients, because I'm speaking very vaguely here, like telling like, just don't go. Obviously, if it's, like, your grandmother who can't fly in or, like, somebody who can't come because they're sick, like, there are things that are, accept, like, accepted. Yeah. However, just, like, your, like, random best friend who might live, like, 400 miles away from you who's just, like, being, like, really difficult, don't even pay any mind to that because I promise you there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than just that interaction of, like, her being bothered that she has to go. Like, no, girl. Yeah. Check your friend. Check your friends. It's telling. Oh, yeah. It's
0: absolutely yeah. telling. Like you said, like when you walk into a room full of miserable bridesmaids, I'm like, oh Like I, I think I'd rather have like my mom be my maid of honor, and then that's the end of that, and have no one in the wedding if that's how you're gonna act. But it's very telling. And okay, what's the next step? Because I have another question for you, and I know I'm gonna go off track.
1: Flush. This is another question. Okay. Barns and Rose,
0: hottest pink that you have. Okay. Powder. Um. Oh, it's powder. I don't have a powder blush. I knew I was missing something. Okay. I'll just like dab this on anyway. It's and so just, figure it out. You can just build that, build it heavy. Okay. okay right. So then right. now that I'm talking to you, I like, I love how much you mean business when it comes to the wedding day. And I feel like, do you have like a list of like rules for the bride, for people who come to the wedding, for the other vendors? Like, I feel like you're like, here's a no, no list and don't touch it. And here's the
1: You know, I have, I have a few. One that I don't love is um, any sort of flipping or movement on the wedding day. really don't like, like if we do have to repurpose something, I don't want your guests to see like a bunch of banquet crew members, like running around, like repurposing your floral. I really like to keep that like private under wraps, remove the crowd or like Switch where we are on property. There are certain properties that I'll just give the no. I'll be like, I don't think that you, you should do any sort of um, reception space flip or anything like that because it's going to be too chaotic. So that's a big one. Another big one is timing for vendors. Cannot tell you how many vendors I've had that have just literally walked out like hours before their time is supposed to be up. Mariachi bands, photographers, makeup artists, like people oh at the end God. of the- Yeah, they take advantage because, like, you know, the bride and the groom are partying, like, you're not really being used, so they'll just, like, kind of dip out. And this is, like, my pet peeve, especially with, like, photographers. I get that, like, you might have, like, only been paid for, like, a certain number of hours. I really understand. But if it's, like, like 8 o'clock at night and you're about to head out anyways, I always just stay. Like, I know that's crazy, and I don't expect everyone to do that because, like, granted, I, like, live and breathe what I do, but... I don't know. Like, and maybe that's just like why I'm not a photographer because I have like no self-control, but I think it's like really interesting when the photographer will just kind of like leave when their contract's up and it will be like nine o'clock and there's only like an hour of dancing left. Like just get the photos. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. do it. Yeah. So that's one is like making sure that like vendors don't leave. Another one is obviously making sure that like nothing is happening on property. I have seen some absolutely horrifying things go down on property with like little kids, like, you know, stuff like that. So just You know, usually there's a venue manager on site, but if, God forbid, there isn't, or if we're at, like, an estate or an Airbnb and we just, like, don't have anyone, that is a really, really big one is, like, making sure that, like, safety is in check. Um, And then also, and this is something that I say to my brides very, very early on in the planning process, protect yourself when it comes to your wedding day in every possible way that you know how they're like, inevitably there's going to be error on your wedding day. You're dealing with like, what, like 12 hours and like so many moving parts. So like little things are going to pop up, but if you can like limit that and remove as much as you can. And this is when, you know, if I have brides like start to throw out, like kind of like insane ideas, or it's just like a lot of movement or like the guests have to do a lot. I'm always like probably a little annoying about it, but I try to like reel brides back in not so we're like taking away from anything, but just so like we're not adding space where like things can get messed up. I think when you're not in the wedding industry and you're just like a bride doing her wedding for the first time, some of the things that like you're thinking about aren't what go through my head as a professional. Like when you tell me that the guests are going to shuttle from here to here, I have like so many things happening in my head. I'm like, what is the route? You know, are we going over bridges? Are we in the woods? Like there's like so many things. So I think just, it's not really like one rule, but like protecting yourself when all these little details come up and having a wedding professional who is really experienced will help you with that. I can't even count how many weddings I've done. So like I know the ins and out of a wedding. I know the back end of the wedding. I know the front end of the wedding day. And I think that's really, really important when you're hiring a wedding planner, make sure that they're well-versed in what they do. I've heard some like crazy wedding planner stories. And I think it has a lot to do with experience and what they've worked with those like little spots in the wedding day. Like here's such a great example. If the DJ doesn't get the cue right for the song, when you're walking down the aisle, awkward, you know? So it's kind of just like sure that all of those pieces are so tight. I'm a very type A person. A lot of people ask about like, you know, I want to be a wedding planner. I want to be a wedding planner. If you're not like extremely type A, like absolutely raging Virgo, wedding planning is not for you. Go do something else that's like more design oriented because you're literally only dealing with contracts and somebody's bank account. So if you're not comfortable, like dealing with like a million dollars or $200,000 or even 50 grand of somebody's hard earned money, Maybe not the best idea, but there are really a lot of great, great, great wedding planners out there all over the wedding wire, all over the knot that people can get to. Just like reviews are a really big deal. You know, experience is a really big deal. And that's probably my biggest rule is just making sure that your wedding vendors are all on lock. I will say the biggest thing that I say for wedding planning, when you're on your intake call with your wedding planner, this should feel like someone who can be your best friend. You're going to be talking to them like every single day. So make sure that there's someone that you can... You know, it's like a bridal bestie. This is not, you know, it's not a wedding vendor. It's like, it's like someone that you're like inviting into your life to know all these vulnerable sides of you to know everything about your relationship. Um, So make sure that you love them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that's really important to feel comfortable and be able to like text them and be like, I'm freaking out. And then have you be like, listen, bestie, it's good. Let me figure it out for you. And I love that. Um, Also, wait, what's the next step? Because now I'm like, I'm like so into this. Okay, let's see here. What do I have on my face? Okay, so
1: typically, um... okay, typically after I do like all of my powders and everything, I'm going to go in and work with my eyes and then we're going to come back and do like highlighting and glowing, okay? So we're going to like let this sit.
0: However, do you have a setting spray? I fucking knew to bring one. I literally knew to do it. Okay, I don't have one, but.
1: This is the most chaotic video I know you've ever fucking done on
0: no. this page. But <laughs> no, I'm like I'm loving it. I'm also chaotic, so this is like perfect. I love it. Like my skin is already looking like fabulous. I'm like okay. I need you I need all it? the steps. I'm obsessed. Like I'm obsessed.
1: Okay, so this
0: is literally okay. If you haven't
1: used the setting spray, or does anyone else not use the setting spray? If you're getting married, if you're going literally anywhere, if you plan to go have like sex in your boyfriend's car, <laughs> that's what we're using. Kryolan also for the drag queens. Don't fucking play with me right now. So this is what we do. Ready? Let me see. I wish I had this. Oh my God. Okay. It's intense. Do not move your face. Do not breathe. Do not open your fucking eyes because the shit is crazy. It literally like <laughs> onto your face. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay. And I'll do this like a couple times. Oh. I think that's, that's the tip is to do it multiple times. Throughout. I have seen. Crazy. I've seen that brand on TikTok, and I'm like, sometimes I'm just so nervous. I'm like, ugh, like I, I don't know if people are recommending anymore. But now that you're like, no, this is this is the way to go. I'm buying it. You know what's
1: crazy is it's like professional makeup. I think a lot of the stuff we see on TikTok, I get. I'm like, this is so gimmicky. Yes. But this is like something that is used by you know so many different makeup artists, so many different drag queens, so many names. Like who who do I love? Why can I never remember her full username? Nikita, Nikita
0: Joy.
1: Oh, yes. Daddy. Yeah, she uses Kryolan too. And I, she was like, she glares like a bunch. She'll do like uh, Max, Studio Fix, and then like another one and this. And I commented and I was like, I literally use this every day. I have like four of these. I don't know how I don't break out. Somebody commented and it made me really laugh on her page. They were like, how do you not break out from the Kryolan? Because this stuff is crazy. And she was like, prayer. And it's so <laughs> true. Because the stuff is literally like cemented. Prayer. But I promise- so good and especially on your wedding day like oh yeah this is
0: not going I'll break out I don't care that's fine like I need it to last that's more important the breakout will come tomorrow that's it I think it's really cheap I think it's like 12 dollars. don't quote me on
1: that but this is like an affordable product it's not like 45 bucks or anything okay I love that perfect yeah okay so I do that and then I'm gonna go into my eyes and I don't actually do any eyeshadow but I like you know what i mean yeah. i take like these colors and kind of like mix them all together and then just like brush them over the eye and then i go in and i do um a little bit of mascara and eyeliner and then i'll show you the lashes when we're done okay okay cool so just those three colors
0: all over the lid and the eye okay you also mentioned um a little earlier which kind of reminded me like to protect yourself the day of your wedding. And I, I'm very spiritual, so I kind of looked at it that way. Because I remember seeing a TikTok you made talking about how so many brides, like, the next day would be like, oh, I don't even remember my wedding. Like, I don't even remember the flowers or whatever. And you're like, you had some tips on grounding. So, like, what do you have to say about that? Because I think that that's something that's really overlooked.
1: I think, you know, after working with so many brides and just seeing how quickly your wedding day really does go by, like when you're having, I mean, when was the last time you were like that excited over something and you're like seven years old and it was Christmas? Like it's this, you're not even like used to this feeling anymore. So you're really like floating around on cloud nine and you're like so up in the air. And I I really, it really was the time that was like, I'm like, okay, I need to figure out a way to fix this was when a bride came to me the next day and was like, I literally don't remember what the arrangements look like. And we had literally gotten on like a thousand floral calls because she had such a hard time, like zoning on what she wanted. So that was like devastating to me because I was like, Whoa, we spent so much time on that. So the fact that you didn't even get to like enjoy all of your hard work, you need to like, you know, have like some thought behind that. So what I think helps the most, because there's really no way that you can just walk in on your wedding day and expect yourself to like, you know, know how to do this. Start now, start from like the moment you get engaged. This should be a practice that you incorporate just into your everyday life, not just only for weddings, but like every single thing, five senses are absolutely huge when it comes to grounding yourself. So that means looking around the room, naming five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell. And one thing you can taste is a huge one. And it keeps you really, really grounded. So when you're walking around the wedding day, you're like, Oh, I taste the wine. And Oh, the color of the walls are white, and you know the the color of the linens are green, and there's like a little bit of like a thought process going through your head besides the person that you're talking to, and everything is like in your peripheral vision. It reminds me of like, like tunnel vision on your wedding day. Like, and I even feel that way as a wedding planner sometimes. Like, I just am so zoned in on the day that I kind of like miss the beauty and the space around you, and when you're in a. a uh, space is beautiful It's like a villa in Italy. Mm-hmm. And then you like are there for 12 hours and you wake up and it just flew by. It's devastating. So practicing those grounding exercises throughout your whole wedding planning process can make it feel like it comes really, really natural to you and not like you're having to remind yourself on the wedding day, like, okay, five things I can here before that. You know what I mean? Like it kind of just will come a lot natural. So I think that that's a great way to help ground yourself and start here now. You know yes. what I mean? You heard start today.
0: That makes total sense. I, I love that because I think like just by seeing the bride sometimes, like you can tell that they're all over the place. They're not present. They're not, they're focused on what the next thing is. And I can totally understand that. But I think that is just such a nice, easy tip. That's just like, get yourself in the moment and enjoy it because that, if I had a wedding in Italy and I just didn't remember it, I would be like, we need to do another round because I can't live like this. So I love that tip. Um, And it's like not something you need
1: to purchase, you know, it's like actually something that you take with you for the rest of your life. And like, it's something that's personal and like, it's your own practice and your own journey. And you can apply that to your life. I think so many of the wedding tips and tricks that I give are like, go buy this on Amazon and go do this and go do this. This is just something that's like, when you wake up in the morning, take a deep fucking breath. You know what I mean? (laughs) Kind of walk through your, your, your situation like that. I think another thing that can really help with like how your wedding day actually ends up being is um the brides that I've noticed in my career that have had the best wedding day they're so happy on their wedding day are the brides that like literally roll out of bed like and like walk downstairs and just like don't care yep they have fun If you can decide now that you are going to love your wedding day and you are going to have fun, no matter what happens. Like if you can say, my bottom line is that I'm getting married and that I'm going to be able to look at my significant other and say, oh my fucking God, we just got married. You're going to have a great time. The second that you start to get caught up in all these little things and what ifs and what ifs and what ifs, as I said, things could happen. And like, I actually recently had a bride who went on a bachelorette weekend and we had put so much time and energy into this bachelorette. And she was really disappointed because her friends, like, were just not hype. Like, she felt like she was having to hype everyone up. Like, no one was really, you know, excited. And, um, you know, like, even her mom had gone. And she kind of, felt like, she had to, like, bring her mom in to, like, get the girls excited and get them moving and get them dancing. And now walking into her wedding day, because her wedding day is in, in a bit, I was telling her like, this is just a really good learning opportunity for you because it doesn't matter how much you plan things like this can happen. And what we're not going to do is let it affect us. You have yeah. to have some between how you feel and your reaction to it, because this is your day. That was your weekend, you know? And like, even if all of these things are happening, I really mean it. Like somebody like loses a leg, like just be like,
0: Oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it makes a great story. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. really play it off. Yeah. Yeah. It is all about playing it off. I agree. And I think, like, I I, I would be upset, too, if, like, you plan this whole weekend and your friends just aren't mentally there for you and they can't just, like, put it all aside. Like, I feel like I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go take myself for drinks. And if you want to come, you can come. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to just kind of pivot. And I think that is really great advice just for brides getting through it because it's a stressful process. (laughs) But make it easy. I try yeah. <laughs> I do my best um what is the next product before I ask my next question let's do lashes, lashes. okay do we cut them are you cutting them
1: so okay so here's what I do so I want to show you because these are already cut okay but I just the I cut them in half and I'm just using the outer corner you just apply them like normal, just like on the top, or do you yeah, on the bottom? I, I go in with um my eyelash curler, my mascara first, and I use the Covenant Kwan, which I was really loving, but then I tried the Shiseido one yesterday, and it's a thousand times better, so uh-huh.
0: definitely going to be making
1: it. Have you tried the Shiseido
0: um, eyelash curler? You know, I actually... I haven't used an eyelash curler. I I want to say since high school, and I don't know why. I, like ever stopped. I know. I know. It's like the one thing everyone uses, and I just don't use it. I'm like, I feel it, like that's really kind of what I need.
1: Lifts everything. Yeah, it lifts your lashes. Come on, try the Shiseido one because. I was like telling that, telling everyone Kevin Acon was the best. And then the makeup artist used Shiseido on me yesterday. And like, I literally went in and was like per- for two seconds and my eyelashes were like beautiful. So I think it's the best one.
0: I think that's interesting because I always looked at them like, oh, they're all going to do the same thing, but they don't because I saw a TikTok and they all have different shapes. So the fact that you like the Shiseido one, I'm interested to see like how that's different. Like it may be in shape I'm from the Kevin O'Connor like or just like, I don't know, but I'm interested in, I'm interested in these now. I don't know why I ever stopped.
1: I know when you, when you get one, text me. I'm actually very excited.
0: I'm, so. I'm I'm really going to make a whole order after this get ready for me. I'm gonna be like the Essay Lauder, the Krylon spray. I love it. Like everything. <laughs> I'm like taking notes. Um, so I, I don't let it get dry, but like it
1: kind of the mascara, because what I do, and this is I feel like I'm going to have people like coming for me, like, girl, don't do that. You're going to rip your eyelashes out. Don't care. Yeah, okay. I, I'll live. <laughs> really don't care. So, um, you put the glue on the lash. I probably like should let it get tacky, but I never do. And then I apply it just to the outer corner, and I like put it like basically like in the mascara. If that makes sense. Yes. So like really you
0: go on top. You don't go on the bottom. Yeah. I like right. the on top. That's how I do it, and I agree with literally like putting it on your mascara. Like that is. That is the most underrated tip because I'm like, that's oh yes, it just gives and you that then whole the Bottom lash one
1: makes me like literally cry my eyes out. Like I have very sensitive eyes. Oh my gosh, it
0: looks so good. Thank you. I feel like complete now. I'm like, oh, I love it. I love the flare. That's like my thing. Um, so we know you do like amazing weddings, but I want to know, I, what is the queen of the weddings? doing for her wedding like I need everything that goes into that and my number one question is it is it harder to plan your wedding than it is to plan bride's weddings or is it easier now that you know everything you you know what I would die if I like I should talk about this
1: on TikTok (laughs) I literally did my whole wedding in a day it's done like are you kidding it's done it's set I just have to put down the deposits but I I know what I want I do this for a living so like I know like I have no questions like when I'm thinking about rentals like I have no questions like I know exactly what's going on I know exactly what happens on the day of setup so I like literally picked my venue and like did everything in basically like a day and um I'm actually having two events because we're Greek so we're getting married in the Greek church um out in San Francisco and I'm so excited about it that church is just absolutely gorgeous um I kind of put a ball gown for it, which is like, so not me, but I really love Greta Rowley and she was sharing like a bunch of like Vera Wang's like classic ball gowns. And I like kind of forgot how iconic they were. So part of me wants like a classic like Vera Wang ball gown for the ceremony, which I think would be so gorgeous. Cause like the ceilings are like literally like a hundred feet tall. Everything is like hand mosaic, like gold. It's so beautiful. The floors are like this really rich red. I'm so excited. And then our, like the few days later, um, we're going to head out and we're getting married in Hawaii again. And I'm so excited about that. It's going to be very, very, very intimate. Um, and I'm so excited. I've just found like some of the most amazing vendors out there. Um, you know, just like very authentic Hawaiian, super, just, I don't want to like say what it is because people are going to take my ideas. No, but just literally.
0: I'm like, please don't give all the details. Cause I, I, I want to be surprised too, when I see
1: it. Oh my God. Hawaii is going to be because stunning. I like literally plan the whole thing in like 24 hours. And it's so funny. Cause I'll, you know, like i obviously I don't actually feel this way, but it kind of makes me like laugh to myself when I see people like freaking out over their wedding online. Cause I plan like a thousand weddings at a time and my own. And it's just like funny to me, you know, cause I like love it. I love it yeah. so much. And I was like, oh my God, I hate planning my wedding. And I'm like, bro, this is like the most fun I've ever had in my life. Like, what are you talking about?
0: You're like, bitch, I did it in a day. Like, and I'll do it again. I yeah. I love that. I yeah. think when you love it, it doesn't make it as much as like a chore or a job. It's just like, it's like a hobby.
1: It's just fun to do. I also don't have any questions which I think is where like a lot of brides get caught up. Cause like when they're reaching out to a caterer, like they don't know like the ins and outs of it and they can't be like, Okay, like, what's what's the count? Like, I already know you do fifteen percent over. You know what I mean. So I just kind of already have those things, and I'm I'm actually my own wedding planner for my wedding. The venue like bypassed that because I was supposed to have a wedding planner on property, and I was like, I will not let somebody else touch my fucking
0: wedding. So yeah, I was gonna say, how were you supposed to have? No, no. I think that you just need to do all of it, unfortunately, because that's just you have. Sometimes, if you want something done right, you have to do it yourself, and when it comes to you in weddings, I. I trust you.
1: (laughs) So excited. Also, I wanted to say, while this is drying down, I like to take my fingers and, like, press the, into the mascara. And it, like, seals it together into your mascara. That was, like, a little tacky. And it just really keeps them, like, locked in. And it also keeps the um, lash uh, off of your eyelid. So, like, when you're looking. Yes. At your there's like nothing weird happening
0: oh god I hate long lashes on me I was like after your experience yesterday you're like twitching putting this on (laughs) this is not me anymore
1: like I don't know who this is you're actually looking really good which is confirming to me like I always knew what I was talking about yes she did what's
0: next
1: let me think here so I did that um okay, next, and this is probably going to be like a little bit shocking to people, but as I said, I learned from the drag queen. So this is what we do. So we're going to go in and like reevaluate our face here. So you want to like take a mirror and like take a step back and be like, okay, like this is what we have. This is what we're working with. She's cute, but she's not full glam. Um, and this is kind of what I think people like miss this step when they like do their makeup and they're like, how do I get it to like that Instagram model level? This is what we're doing. What are we doing? So okay. I'll, I'll go in. I always, I'm just obsessed. I really don't know if this is necessary, but I'll cry on it. And then I go in, God, I like, don't even want to like tell you to do this because I'm going to be mortified if it messes your makeup up. No, but um, I go in with concealer. Okay? okay. I put it on my hand. And then I take my same beauty blender and this has like no water in it, which is really, really important that it's like all like it's damp, but there's like nothing, like there's nothing happening. So I take this and this is like a very like white concealer and I go in. And the reason that I do this too, is because when we had brought our blush so high up into our eye, I had like not come away from the really white under. I still love it. So I
0: go back in with this and I put it over the powder. Okay. Oh, wait, no, shut up. That's actually, that's exactly Look what I up. needed. That's exactly it. I feel like that. Wow. I know it's like crazy because there's a lot of
1: layering, which like, I really don't agree with, but this like little step has just always made such a difference in my, in my under eye complexion. It's like, because
0: yes. I feel like my under eyes at the end always just get like a little sunken in and like, don't, oh my God, that like just gave me like a, a whole like eye filler I feel like
1: and then with a, a powder and like a fluffy brush now not with your uh beauty blender I just like to like barely lightly set that
0: wow I love that trick insane. Okay. like you think it like wouldn't work no it, I was like when you're like I think it's gonna mix, mess up your makeup I'm like I really don't care like I need some new tips and this is why I get ready with people because I'm like okay see I needed that I love that
1: I always felt like this like branding for podcasts was you first, was so perfect because my favorite videos that you do with the glass of wine, sitting down, getting ready to go out, I fucking love those. Like it's like it was like before Alex Earl. You know what I mean? Like it was just like you've always been doing that. It's so authentic. I learn about so many products that like I would never I'm very big on packaging and I get turned off by a lot of things. I love seeing you like real skin, real time, actually do it. And I feel like a lot of those get ready with me is just aren't, aren't like that. Like I love that you use Kosas. I love that you use brands that like aren't constantly viral. It's so freaking refreshing. I actually tried the Kosas foundation through you. So. Oh my God. Yeah,
0: I well, I love to hear that. No, because I, I literally came on this app because I'm sick of people talking about the same products all the time. I'm like, cause I'm, I'm not going to say I don't use Rare Beauty. I use popular, like Charlotte Tilbury. I use these viral products, but this persona eyeliner is killer and no one knows about the brand. And I'm like, can we stop circling the same brands around TikTok and the same products and like make something oh, else viral? God. We've had the same viral products for like two years now. Like we need a oh, refresh, God. but I'm glad you love that. And then. Is, and then else? the lightest way I go in with more blush. Okay.
1: Yes. And then it's like just barely touching the apples of the cheeks just to bring that color back. Yes. And then. We hit Pat McGrath. And this is like what I feel like when everyone's always asking me about my makeup, it's like really only this product. Like, do whatever the fuck you want. Then like get this. Like, this is what it is. The Pat McGrath so, highlights are killer. So I get that. The pink one. I wish that I had like um like a deeper complexion because I'm not even kidding. If you have skin tone darker than mine, which is will not be hard because I'm the first person alive, this middle one is like this gold. Yes. That like even pick up on camera, like it just looks like white. It's stunning, but it looks terrible on me. So use that. But I grabbed the pink one and I hit her on the cheeks. And I feel like this is just like always the most insane transformation. Look at that color right there.
0: Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Hers are just like otherworldly. She just has the colors and the undertones in hers. Like I know she really knows what she's doing. She's yes. just so like. There's clean. nothing to say about Miss Pat McGrath. I will say that. So
1: the pink on the cheeks, which is just, like, to fucking die for. And then I put the bronze one on the forehead.
0: Oh, smart. Okay. That is smart.
1: And then sometimes I'll, like, loop it down into the cheeks just so the color, like, stays consistent. But. So, yes, I would say, as we're finishing up, what is next? This is the Makeup by Mario lip kit. And I feel like I use this, like, every day. And I just go in with, I don't even know. Does this have colors on it? Oh my god i hate when they do those like lp1 lp2 lp3 i can't stand that but it's like i my favorite are like these top row of like nudes like this this and like these i think are so pretty and what i do is i try to match as close as i can to like my natural lip shade and um i think that this is like how everyone should be doing lipstick honestly and I, I don't like cover the cupid's bow. I think that's such like a weird thing that people I do. Think it's
0: so weird too. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I like just books. saw like Mary Phillips do a video and I was like, oh, what are we mm, uh, not a fan? No, I, mean, I don't like to cool. cover that either. So I like to uh oh. just like carve it out and Okay. Let me just grab mine so I can be on the same track. I forgot my Lancome juicy tube and I am so mad because I wanted to do a little review on that because I haven't used it so since the 2000s yes yes they're iconic it was- and it's my childhood so I don't think I could ever give them up like that's just you fine know, that's that on that I
1: feel like I uh I feel like when I see the juicy tube on someone I can never tell if it's like that or the Fenty gloss Bomb, and they're both beautiful you know of yeah. gloss. I have yeah. this like-
0: on me I'm like it's a close second it's a very close second
1: It really is. And I I love it so much. Yeah. I think it's like, so, so good. If you haven't tried juicy tubes, you're not a nineties baby. It's worth it.
0: Since we're on the last step, I like to leave with advice from you guys. So what would you say since you created your own path? And I just love that you took such a different route in your career. What is your advice for someone wanting to do the same, whether that is in the wedding industry or not? What is your advice for someone trying to kind of take that leap? Um,
1: this industry is incredibly word of mouth. I think that that's something that a lot of people always ask, like, um, you know, when it comes to starting out, like, how do you get started? Pretty much any, like, if you go work for a restaurant, they're like, work for a restaurant that has a catering team or work for a restaurant that does events. Um, Start to learn the back end. You're going to meet wedding planners. You're going to meet other people in the industry who might also be hiring. Um, Florist, get on a floral team, get on a bartending team, get on a DJ team. I think it's really important to know the back end of the wedding day, like the back of your hand, because you can't be a good wedding planner or good florist or good anything if you don't have like a very solid idea of what all of the other vendors have to go through. Because if you throw out an idea that the bride then takes to her florist or her wedding planner, and they're like, what? Like, this doesn't, like, this isn't even like who would ever like suggest this. I ran into that a lot. I worked with some nightmare wedding designers. I worked with some nightmare wedding planners that you can just tell, like maybe woke up one day and rolled over and decided they like wanted to have a wedding planning business and like really don't have like any, um, any experience in the industry. So I think experience on smaller teams is the best way to start. And then you can really do whatever you want from there. I mean, how many people like, you know, just have their own little like floral business or their own photography business, but just understand the wedding industry because the wedding industry isn't birthdays. It's not Smith mitzvahs. It's not, you know, any of those other things. I've actually worked with vendors before where like clients have tried to save a little bit of money and like hire a DJ that does like birthday parties. What? Like it's like you don't like. Like I'm sorry. What? Like what do they know about cues? Do they know about like ceremony songs? Do they know about sound and pitch and, and echoing and all these things. So like making sure that you have such a good understanding will just make you be like a better wedding professional and then be professional. Don't put out any work that isn't your absolute best work that you like wouldn't want to have your name on it. Make sure it's your 100% A plus best work every single time and people will recognize you. If you can prove like in one vendor that you can do a good job, like if you can go into catering and do a really good job and work your way up in catering and be like the manager, people will trust you in other businesses, even if you don't have experience. So like people will trust you to plan their wedding if they know that you've gone to a thousand weddings and done a thousand weddings. So I think that's like the biggest piece. I get that question a lot. I never know how to answer it because I always feel weird just like putting my phone up and like talking to the camera. It's just like kind of awkward for me. But I really do feel like, it's a lot less of like what to do and how to get there, but more of like, what relationships are you building? You know, and and sort of that thing. And, and always keep that in mind, go to different events, go to different expos. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Um, fashion shows, bridal shows, trunk shows, all of those things. You'll definitely find your way into the industry. And I think that if you want to get into the wedding industry, you absolutely should. I got some rude comment one time that was like, oh, she doesn't tell people because like she doesn't like want the competition. I personally- <laughs> that there is so much room for everyone in this industry. We need more young creatives. There is way too much of the like burlap, you know, like yep. stuff going on there. Come in, if you work on music videos, if you do literally anything at all, if you work with music, if you're a DJ, if you're like a really, you know, uh, if you do mixology and you have like something really special you can bring to the table, bring it and people will be so excited. They will be so, so, so excited. They love that stuff. I I think think a lot of people get like scared to like come over, come over, come into this industry. We want you.
0: I love that. No, I agree. And I think that it's so important, like you said, to kind of position yourself into the industry and it doesn't have to just be, well, I want to be a wedding planner and you stick to that. Like you said, like there are so many other elements to a wedding that as long as you just kind of get that experience, that's all that matters. And I completely agree that there needs to be more people like you in this industry that are just creative and push the boundaries because we had enough barn weddings and that's fine. If that's what you want to do, but that is just been there, done no, that. Not. And no, it's no, no. wrong. It's I'll wrong.
1: Why. Let me talk about this for just Please. one second. Go off. Yes. When I made that video talking about barn weddings, the reason that I took it down is because like, if you don't know, you don't know and it's going to sound classist. Here's my thing. And this is how I feel about David's bridal. All of these <laughs> ones that I shit on. I'll tell you guys, it bothers me because out of all the venues, I personally feel like barn venues exploit the most. How are you telling me that you're charging $50,000 for this? Hmm? Um, you could take that $15,000 and go literally anywhere that you wanted to go. You could go to Italy, you go to Bahamas. You could like pretty much go anywhere and do that. The fact that they charge that for like just the venue and I'll, you know, in the Santa Montana movie, when like the, when she gets like out of the plane and she's like, hello, New York. And she's like standing in a pasture. Yes, At my first barn wedding, okay, (laughs) I was in stilettos out in this pasture. The bride, I loved her so much. She was like this. She was in the Marines, so like wouldn't expect anything different. Like literally kicking cow shit out of the way. Like I'm like, mind you, I'm from Maine and Kansas. (laughs) I'm not this like little city girl, but I was like, "Mm, I don't know if like this is what we're doing because we spent a lot of money to be here, and it's funny how. Like 99% of the time, I'm not saying that there aren't a lot of barn venues that are beautiful. There are. There are glass barns. There are, you know, stuff that's just like absolutely so judged up. But the ones that I have like seen time and time and time again are literally where people are sitting on hay bales. Okay. Or like a sheet over them, or a little piece of linen over them, and then everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's so classist that you'd say that. they're like one of the most expensive wedding venues out there." And it's like not giving anything unless your grandpappy literally built that damn thing himself, and it like means so much to you. I think like pick somewhere else, pick, pick somewhere. your back, girl. Save the money. The barn wedding's not it. It's,
0: it's not, not it. it. And um, to hear that it's the same amount of money that could be like what you give the fairy tale weddings and like a beautiful venue. What? Yeah.
1: No that's one, one even says that it's money. that much
0: money. Like they just act like it's the cheaper way out. And it and uh, clearly uh, it's not is like
1: the same thing. Like I, I made a comment about David's bridal one time and everyone was like, Oh my God. Like what if that's all they can afford? David's bridal is not cheap. It's not. Be, forceful, be more worldly. Go thrift shopping. Go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like go on like the real, real and find like a really cute little silk, like wedding dress, just walking into David's bridal and having them overcharge you for something is like, you know what I mean? So it has nothing to do with cost. Like, I think that's where a lot of people like get me confused Is like, Oh, like, you know, so expensive. Like who has the money for this? I'm I'm working with a $12,000 wedding right now. I'm working with a $10,000 wedding right now. I'm working with weddings with no budget. So it really has nothing to do with budget. And it more has to do with like the detail and the effort that we put into it. That has like always been such a thing for me that I really don't talk about because I think people will think I'm like literally classist, but it has nothing to do with that. I'm actually like trying to protect you and be like, go, like this just isn't it? You know what I mean? Like go do something else.
0: No, I think more people need to hear that because I had no idea of that perspective of like, no, like it's just about the details and what you're choosing. It's not about money. Like we can still keep that ten thousand dollar budget or whatever your budget is and give you the ultimate experience that like the no budget the- bride's gonna get. Yeah. Whatever yep. that looks like for you. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I absolutely loved talking to you and hearing your just different perspectives on the wedding industry and the way you do things. And I'm so excited to see all the weddings that you have up your sleeve this year and next year.
1: I freaking love you. This was so much fun. I'm like literally sweating. And I wish that you would have told me that because I'm like sweating <laughs> for my. I know like, it gets a little intense the get ready with me. I'm just like so bad about like, like. Calming myself down, like I have like so much anxiety. in the back. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm literally over here sweating. But I love you so much. This has been such a fun experience. I can't wait to see where this journey goes. Like when we're like 45, and I reach out and I'm like, "Marissa, we won. You we know won. I mean? No, no
0: literally. So <laughs> oh my oh god, so I fun. can't. You're gonna be like I said, the first call on my wedding day. I love you. I loved getting to know you even more. And I, I can't wait at 45 to be like, "Bitch, we did it. <laughs> and you look so beautiful. It. Thank you. you okay. Thank, because of you, I'm obsessed. Um, so thank you for all the tips too. I loved that. Um, of Well, have a good rest of your day, and thank you again for coming best. on.